Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about starting your church in the new year with Lou Reynolds, Vice President of Sales at Start Church. Lou graduated with his master's degree from Troy University and has taken countless leadership development courses over the years. He brings a wealth of church ministry, corporate sales, and educational leadership experience to the Start Church family. So Lou, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Marielle. It's my pleasure to be here and uh, I look forward to this opportunity. Well, we're excited for what you're gonna share with our listeners today. And so for those of you who are listening, you know, with the new year here, it's time to finally start the dream that God has put on your heart. And at Star Church, we are well aware that the legal process of establishing a church or ministry can be very intimidating and overwhelming. With all the paperwork and so many rules to follow, you may feel uncertain about taking your first step. So in today's podcast, we're going to dive right into how the Start Right service can help you start the church or ministry of your dreams in just six simple steps. So Lou, let's go ahead and get started. Will you share with us about these six steps and uh, what step number one is? Well, great, thanks. Uh, you know, Marielle, the, the most important thing here uh, is to do things appropriately and to do them right. So let's begin with what step one would be, which is incorporating your church. Uh, the first step in legally starting your church is choosing a name. Uh, the name that uh, you feel comfortable with that would identify your church or ministry. Um, and you want to check the Secretary of State's office uh, for the state in which your uh, organization is going to reside to make sure that no other organization exists with that exact same name. Um, after securing a unique name, you also want to draft um, and file your articles of incorporation with the Secretary of State. Your articles of incorporation should include a purpose statement, a, dis a dissolution statement, and other state and IRS provisional language. These are all important first steps to take. So uh, Lou, I actually wanna ask you a question here. Sure, sure. So say that you know, a ministry or a church finds out that the name that they most wanted is taken. What are some of the, um, obstacles they may run into if they were to, you know, not select a unique name, if they went with a name that was very popular, that was used by other ministries. Could you speak a little bit into some issues they might face with that um, problem? Absolutely, Mario. The, the, the key to this is to, like I said, get, get it right in the beginning. Um, and so as a part of the Start Right service, what we do for our clients is to help them to select a name uh, that does represent them well, but is not currently being used. 
Um, and so, you know, churches that do uh, run into, or ministries that do run into the issue of uh, that name being utilized elsewhere, um, we can help them to determine uh, some identifiers that would distinguish them. Uh, as an example, uh, identifying yourself based on locale. So uh, maybe adding your particular town or state uh, to the name that you have selected uh, to distinguish you in that way. Uh, others are uh, other simple things that you can add um, that don't seem like uh, much of a differentiator, uh, but can help to distinguish who you are. And so, you know, you just never want uh, to be confused with another organization. So the more that you distinguish yourself, the better. Uh, but those are some key ways that you can do that. Um, because again, uh, incorporating within your particular state, the Secretary of State is going to want to ensure that uh, they don't have any organizations that are exactly the same. That's some great advice, Lou. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so after Absolutely. they've gone, you know, through this process of selecting a name and filing with the Secretary of State, uh, what is the next step that they should take? Yeah, you know, the, the second step uh, is that you're going to want to obtain an FEIN number, uh, which really, uh, you'll hear that term a lot, but it's just simply your federal employer identification number. Um, and and the, the IRS recognizes that. Um, as the number that identifies who you are um, as an entity. And so this number becomes your organization's tax identification number. With this number, uh, along with your articles of incorporation, you're able to open a bank account in the name of your organization. And once you have a bank account, you can begin to receive donations. People feel uh, very comfortable at that point being able to write you a check, or send you a donation in some form in the name of the ministry and not in the name um, of, of any other individual associated with it. When you start uh, a nonprofit entity, you want to ensure that you are doing things legally and right. And so having uh, your own uh, FEIN number is very important in establishing that bank account so that you can truly uh, receive donations, uh, tax deductible. Uh, donations from individuals. It's important to note that applying for your FEIN um, has to be done correctly because it can also lead to problems in the future. Uh, there have been instances of churches incorrectly applying for their FEIN um, and then waiting several years to apply for their uh, full 501c3 status and then receiving a revocation letter from the IRS and all of this can be avoided by just simply applying correctly in the very beginning for that FEIN number. Wow. So Lou, um, on that topic, you know, what happens, maybe a church or a ministry, someone on staff is listening. What if they're in the position that their, their uh, status is being revoked, like you're talking about? Are there ways that we can help them at Star Church or what is even a step that they should take if they're facing that situation? Yeah, that, that can be difficult um, and, and feel very overwhelming uh, when you receive a letter like that from the IRS. Um, you know, uh, here's what we want to do. Uh, Mario, when we get uh, folks on the phone who start asking those questions, we do have uh, some key uh, people who are 
uh, well-versed in helping and supporting our churches and ministries through these situations, uh, my first recommendation would be uh, to give us a call because we would absolutely love uh, to speak with you and try to help you uh, make the right decisions on what you should do and what your next steps are. Um, again, we just want to give uh, the most up-to-date information uh, on how the IRS handles those types of things so that the individual organizations and, and leaders can make the best decisions for themselves. Thank you so much for sharing, Lou. That's so helpful. Um, so after you know filing and um, opening up a bank account, what is the next step that they should take? Yes. Uh, so step three is creating and adopting bylaws uh, for the organization, uh, whether church or ministry. Uh, after you've obtained your FEIN, your church or your organization uh, is going to need bylaws to then support who you are and what you do. Uh, outside of the Bible itself, uh, bylaws are the most important document uh, for your church. Bylaws help to protect the church from, uh, you know, public uh, accommodation laws that violate the church's First Amendment right. Uh, these are things including things like same-sex marriage laws, transgender laws, and things of that nature. To keep your bylaws relevant, your bylaws must change along with new legislation. This document will need to be updated periodically to reflect what the current laws are. So there, it's a document, internal document that is going to be consistently changing as legislation changes and also as your particular institution may change. And so the, the bylaws always want to be updated to reflect who you are. And this actually leads me into uh, step four, which are policies and procedures. You know, to build a good infrastructure for your church or ministry, you want to develop and implement policies and procedures that support you. Policies are the documents that help govern your day-to-day -day activities, and they help the church remain in compliance with both, with both state and IRS regulations. Um, these are, are very important things uh, to remember. While bylaws outline the governing structure and set rules for decision-making in the ministry, policies and procedures guide that the daily operations of the actual institution. Uh, some policies that you, know, you might wanna consider in implementing when starting are things like um, an accountable reimbursement policy, uh, conflict of interest policy, benevolence, uh, all of these are, are, are very important. Anti-terrorism policy and indemnification policy, these are all just good policies to have in place to support who you are as an institution. And when you sign up for our Start Right service, you also gain access to over 50 policies to help you run and protect your organization. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing, Lou. I know that a lot of people listening really want to take the right steps to make sure they're doing everything they can to protect their ministries and what God's called them to lead. And so uh, with that being said, can you share some about step five? Absolutely. Mariel, step five is a critical one. It's probably the most well-known one, um, simply because of the magnitude of work that goes into it. And that's applying for and obtaining your 501c3 status. 
So in this step, it legally establishing your church or organization um, in securing your 501c3 approval uh, takes a lot of time. This is the most time consuming and labor intensive process um, and it legally establishes your church or ministry. The IRS estimates that it'll take over 100, uh, somewhere between 100 and 150 hours to actually complete Form 1023, uh, which is the application process for your 501c3. The IRS Form 1023 is 25 pages long, and it includes uh, many, many schedules that come along with it. When properly filled out, it can include anywhere from between 50 to 70 pages of content for churches, and probably between 40 and 60 uh, of pages of content for ministries as well. Uh, so this can uh, be very labor intensive. Um, so as you can imagine, uh, it can take a long time yeah. uh, for someone to have to fill out all of that information, especially if uh, you're not familiar uh, with the questions and uh, the information that needs to be included. Right, right. And, you know, it's so important. This is the foundation for people's churches and their ministries. You're, you're going to want to make sure you're taking the right steps and that everything is being filled out correctly. And with such a long process and so many pages, yeah. it can be easy to feel overwhelmed or to not be sure if you're doing everything correctly. And for this very reason, you know, our team at Star Church is here to support you. And that's why we've created um, the Star Right service so that we can come alongside you and really make you secure and confident in the beginning of launching your organization. And so we are here for you. And so Lou, with that being said, um, can you share with us the sixth and final step to uh, starting a church in the new year? Yes, the sixth step is one that uh, many people have some confusion about, but I'll say this, uh, Marielle, the, the most important thing um, in going through this process is knowing that things are being done correctly. Uh, step six is all about legal ordination. You know, it, it's our, the final step in this process, but it's also a critically important one. With the Start Right service, you can license and ordain ministers of the gospel, including the founding pastor himself. You can be legally ordained as a pastor um, through your own ministry and have the ability to do weddings, um, visit prisons, receive special tax deductions, and these are ex uh, exclusively available to legally ordained pastors. And this process can be done through the Start Right service, and you can get that uh, ordination done through your ministry that you're actually starting. And so many are not familiar with that and, and how that's done, but that is a part of what we do uh, with the Start Right service as well. So I want to take a moment, uh, Marielle, if you don't mind, and just kind of uh, walk back through those steps that we talked about. Uh, so it's really important to do uh, things right and in order. And to do that, uh, the steps that I talked about in starting on a good foundation are incorporating your church, obtaining your FEIN, again, your federal employer identification number, making sure you create and adopt good bylaws that support your church and establishing policies and procedures that come alongside those bylaws in truly reflecting how you operate day to day and applying for your 501c3 tax exempt status. These are all critical steps. The final 
Uh, step six that I just spoke about, again, is making sure that you have legal ordination. Mariel, that's really uh, the essence of uh, what we try to do to support the pastors and ministers that we work with here. So Lou, thank you so much for sharing these six steps. And as we all know, 2020 has been such a difficult year. And even in the midst of all of the different challenges we've faced, even just as a country, so many uh, pastors and ministry leaders have decided to start the dream that God's put on their heart. So as we're coming into a new year in 2021, I'm just curious if you would just even share um, a little bit of encouragement from your heart or a little bit of wisdom about why now um, in this new year is a good time for um, pastors and leaders to say yes to, to finally starting the dream God's put on their heart. Absolutely. You know, it's so important uh, that the vision that God has placed uh, in your heart and the vision that he's given you to follow, that that does not change. No matter what uh, the situations are that we face, uh, whether, you know, just within society, uh, things that are happening, um, you know, throughout our country, um, all of those things, those things are going to happen. Uh, but God's purpose will prevail. So I would just love to encourage all of our pastors and ministry leaders out there who God has given you a vision to follow, to press in, press forward with what God has given you because God's plan has not changed. And he's not bound by time and he's not bound by the things that are happening within our society. God has a plan and he knows exactly what you need to fully execute that plan, to really move forward with that vision. And so here at Start Church, we would love to come alongside you uh, and support you in moving forward with everything God has laid on your heart. We, again, we want to take away uh, the burdensome feel of all of the things that need to be done from a legal perspective. They're important and they have to be done, but we don't want that to uh, ever feel overwhelming uh, to where that's uh, distracting you or holding you back from pushing through and into the vision that God has given you. So I would just uh, love uh, to encourage each and every leader out there uh, to step forward in what God has promised, what he has shown you, and know that uh, there are supports here to help you through that process. Thank you so much for sharing, Lou. And to our listeners, as we've mentioned throughout this podcast, we would love to help you get started with our Start Right service. And you can get started in just 90 days. So what an incredible way to start your year and to start fulfilling uh, New Year's resolutions that God has put on your heart to finally begin the dream that he is calling you to start. So if there's any way we can help you, please give us a call. Head on over to startchurch.com and reach out to us today. We would be so honored to serve you. So Lou, Thank you so much again for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Marielle. It was a pleasure. Well, as always, thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, and we look forward to you joining us again next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718.
we would be honored to serve you.